You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges Nashville is a church plant in the heart of Music City, meeting at the Listening Room Cafe in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Here's this week's message. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, three of you over there. Good morning to the rest of you. How's everybody doing? Really? That wasn't convincing. I heard like six grades, and that was about all. So, um, welcome, welcome, welcome to Bridges Nashville. We're so glad to be here. Um, I got to be here a few months ago and and share a little bit, and so glad to be back again. Pastor Adonis has, has been a part of our, our family's life for, for many years. Um, that means we may be old. I'm not going to really admit to that, but we may, we may be old. But um, we just absolutely love um, Adonis and Heather and their their uh, their love that they pour out to our family, and we just uh, we consider Bridges Nashville to be kind of a an extended part of our family, and so uh, it's almost like coming over to you know like a cousin's house or you know something like that. So I'm so glad to to be back with you all, uh, and welcome to online as well. And I get the honor of kicking off the new series called Stories. Everybody excited about stories? Thank you. That was much better. Much better. I love interaction. So for many years, I was a youth pastor. And so um, just so you know, I, I, I look for interaction to make sure that you guys haven't fallen asleep yet. Okay? That was a question. Okay? Yeah, see, that's where the feedback comes from. You know, so we're going to have conversation today. Even though I'm telling a story we're going to have conversation, right? Last time I was here, uh, I, I, I introduced myself and I had everybody else introduce themselves to me all at once, you know, so that we felt more comfortable with each other. Um, we, I don't think we need to do that again because we did that last time, right? Sure. I heard a sure. Okay. All right. So anyway, we're going to, um, we're going to start with uh, a reminder of the scripture, and Delaney talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Pastor Adonis, two weeks ago, talked about uh, in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, that they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and, the, and by the word of their testimony. Two of you. Okay, how about the rest of you? Overcame by the word of their testimony. Very good, very good. So I'm going to back up for just a second because I love context. And it just adds, to me, it adds so much value to what this scripture is actually saying. So this version that I have, the NLT says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony, him being Satan. What? Does that not like kind of just, so it's not just, it's not that you just overcame whatever it is that you're going through or the, the obstacle that you may be going through or the trial that you may be going through. They, the word says that they defeated him being Satan or the dragon. Actually, some versions uh, a little bit earlier in Scripture says, uh, but that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb being Jesus and the word of their testimony. Amen? Okay. So. That to me, when I, I I like to get full context of scripture when I when I uh, when I read it, so that I really understand uh, what it is that I'm reading, especially if I'm going to talk about it, right? So that to me just gave so much 
more power into our stories and that we can defeat, we are defeating Satan when we share our testimonies by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? All right. So, um, testimony. What is a testimony? Uh, we're talking about the series is called Stories. We're sharing our story, our testimony. So, the dictionary says that it's a testimony is a statement or declaration of a witness under oath or affirmation, usually in court. Uh, you know, you, you, I'm sure you guys have seen like a movie. Maybe you've been to court. Hopefully not. But, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, anybody like Ben Matlock? Anybody old enough to know? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Ben Matlock. Um, you know, when they go to court, you know, they put the hand on the Bible and they promise to tell the truth, right? The whole truth and nothing but the there you go. Thank you. See, you guys are doing good. I like that. All right. So um, another part is evidence in support of fact or statement. So our testimonies, our stories is going to be evidence that supports a fact of something that actually happened, right? So I'm not just going to talk about a story that just I just made up. Um, I'm going to tell you a story the, that really happened, okay? And then it's also an open, dec open declaration or a profession as of faith. So now that we really know and understand what our testimony is or our story, um, we're going to kind of kind of get into that, right? So um, I've kind of often wondered, hey, we're going to. Can you hear me now? Hey, I like it. Okay. Um, I could hear it kind of dropping. So thank you. For, uh, for fixing that. Um, so we talked about just a second ago what a testimony is, right? And a statement or declaration, a witness under oath, affirmation, uh, and then evidence in support of a fact or statement. Proof. That's another word. It's proof. And so we're going to give our, I'm going to give my testimony the proof of who God is in my life. I've kind of titled this a lifetime of faithfulness. So in order to do that, then I need to tell you a little bit about me and my background. So I'm a, I'm a son of a preacher man. Did anybody say the song in their head when I just said that? Good, thank you. Thank you. So um, born and raised in the church, right? Um, my whole family on both sides have been generations back Christ followers. And my dad, being a pastor, starting churches, he used to start churches, raise up leaders, and, and hand them over. And then he had his own church for a long time. I was a pastor there. I've been pastor um, many other churches since then, right, serving in different leadership roles and capacities and such. So uh, I've, I've been in the church. I've, I feel like I've known God my whole life. And... When I, when I kind of think about, like, stories, I hear testimonies of other people that haven't necessarily grown up the way that I have. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I've been a little envious of, like, just this radical transformation that somebody has experienced, right? And so it's, uh, I, I sometimes have wondered, God, I've always, I've always known you, and it doesn't really, like, seem like you know, there has been this huge transformation in my life. 
And so how significant can you really be in my life if I haven't gone through this radical type of transformation, right? So then I started thinking about my life and going way back. And and this is what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to share. I won't go into huge, long details, but I'm going to share several moments throughout my life where I have, I know God was there. Okay. So gather around. It's story time. So when I was four years old, um, back when I was four years old, I was, I was actually sick a lot as a kid. And so when you, you're sick a lot, you know, doctor, what they want to do a lot of times, they want to take out your tonsils, right? Anybody had their tonsils taken out? I'm going to put my hand down. I still have mine. And the reason why is when I was four years old, went to have my tonsils taken out. Remember, I'm telling a testimony. I'm under oath. I'm telling a true story, okay? So went to have my tonsils taken out and uh, found out that I'm allergic to anesthesia. You know, the gas that they give you. Guess how I found out that I was allergic to anesthesia? They gave me anesthesia. <laughs> and that's really kind of the, the only way they're allergic to anesthesia. Something that time you die, especially back in the early 80s, because it really wasn't something that people knew about. It's called general hy- or, um, malignant hyperthermia. Okay? And so it's hyperthermia, meaning that your temperature goes up. When they give you the gas, the anesthesia, it reacts with your body in some kind of way. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And then your body freezes and your temperature goes way up until you basically, you know, your brain fries from the temperature, right? So they, they take you down and the doctors can't bring me back up. And, you know, they come out. They were working on me for a little while and they come out to my parents and they say, we're sorry, we don't know what's going on with him, but it's only a matter of time before he's gone. So we can, we can say your goodbyes, you know, prepare that you're, you're getting ready to lose your son. Okay. Shortly after that, there was a nurse that was in the operating room that I guess wasn't necessarily scheduled to be in the operating room. And she was like, Hey, I remember seeing this, do this, 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 and this. And she told him what to do and was able to reverse everything. And thank you. I would have thought that would have came from my family. But um, so, so anyway, uh, but so reversed everything. And, you know, Ryan Carrington, if a nurse saved Harris's life, what would you want to do? All kinds of stuff, right? You'd want to thank them. You'd buy them flowers. You'd take them to dinner, all the things, right? My parents felt the exact same way. That's what they wanted to do, except the nurse wasn't there. She wasn't on the schedule. They searched the whole hospital. Nobody actually knew who she was uh, and how she was in the operating room, but she was there, and now she's not, and she's gone. You take it for what it is. Um, I believe that was an angel because I had two grandmothers, besides my parents, but my two, I had two grandmothers that were praying because they were kind of uneasy about the, the procedure, and they were praying, and I believe that God intervened. And I'm here today talking to you guys, right? That's one, that's one story. <clears throat> Another story, when I was about six years old, this, one, this one's kind of funny, just a little thing, but it's one of those things that has just really kind of stuck in my mind. When I was about six or seven years old, uh, my mom 
my brother and I were at the mall, and it was like back to school. And so at the school they were doing like, or at the mall they were doing like a, what do they call a um, fashion show, right? Like from J.C. Penney and Sears, you know, back when they did things. Anybody remember Sears? I think they're still kind of around-ish. But uh, so they were doing like a fashion show or whatever, and they were giving away like gift certificates. So everybody received a ticket that went in to watch the fashion show, and they were doing a drawing. Well, I knew I was going to win, you know. And so uh, it, it was like down to the last drawing, the last gift certificate that they were giving away. And I told my mom, I'm like, this is, this is going to be it. And she's like, honey, you know, that's cute. You're probably not going to get it. Look how many hundreds of people are here. Just, you know, she's, she's trying to help a six or seven year old prepare for loss, right? <laughs> or defeat. And I'm like, no, seriously, <clears throat> this, this one's mine. And she's like, okay, all right, whatever. And they read out the number on the ticket. And sure enough, I won, you know, so that's uh, just, I just knew that God, and I, and I knew that's why I was going to win was because of God. It wasn't that I was just lucky or that kind of thing. I knew that it was God. So after the, let me back up for a second. After the situation when I was four years old, realizing the significance, even as a little guy, right? I understood that God had a purpose and a calling on my life. Just the same as every single one of you has doesn't matter if you're on a pulpit. We all walk around with a pulpit when we're sharing our story. Amen? We're all ministers to this world, okay? But I knew that God had, I realized when I was little, that God had me here on this earth for a purpose. Of course, when I was six years old, I didn't understand what it was, but I knew he loved me enough to keep me alive to move forward, right? So I knew God was going to let me win that gift certificate. And here it is, you know, almost 40 years later, and I remember his faithfulness then. When I was about 12 years old, we were almost in a really bad car wreck. And these are things that just stick out in my mind, right? When I was 12 years old, my dad was driving, mom's in the passenger seat. I don't know where my brother was. Uh, yeah, I don't know where he was. But anyway, I'm in the back seat and pouring down rain. I grew up in Florida. If you've ever been in Florida when it rains, it's like being in Nashville during an ice storm because the roads are just slick, right? And so we're going around the curve. Uh, I was reading a Field and Stream magazine. I, I remember these things. It's weird, all the details, right? And I don't even know that we're like spinning out of control already. All I remember is hearing my dad go, Jesus, and he just yells it out as loud as he can. And I'm like, what in the world? And so I sit up and I look, and there's mud and water and everything just flying all around the car and can feel now the motion that we're just completely spinning out of control. And I look, for some reason, I look down at the foot pedals, and I see the foot pedals working back and forth, the gas and the brake. And, the gas. and my dad raised up his feet and his hands. He let go of the steering wheel. And the steering wheel is like going all kinds of back and forth, driving back, you know, that kind of thing. Remember, I'm telling a testimony. I'm under oath. I'm telling you the truth. These are things that I've witnessed. Okay? And the car came to a stop, and we had missed like three telephone poles, two road signs, and ended up on the, and missed all the cars of oncoming, un, oncoming traffic. It's just, 
the faithfulness of God is what protected us in that moment, right? These things are real. They really happened. It's not an exaggeration. I, I, really, I really don't like to embellish or exaggerate stories. These are things that I have truly witnessed and how faithful God is. So um, I guess I would, yeah, I think I was around 30, 30 years old. And my dad, um, he was young, 52 years old, and all of a sudden got sick. Bones really started hurting really bad, went to the doctor. And within 24 hours, like everything changes. We go from dad being okay to now dad has two to three weeks to live because he has leukemia. And it was something that, uh, that took him very quickly. And he passed away. We found out on Tuesday that he had leukemia. He passed that Saturday. So, but the goodness and the faithfulness of God, even in that loss and hurt, was that he, I, I had walked in this peace that I could not understand because I knew it was all okay. Because I knew God had everything under control. Because I put my trust in him. And then I knew that everything was okay. So even in, even in a time of loss, extreme loss and hurt, God was still faithful. In 2010, uh, I lost my job. And anybody remembers like, you know, 2008, 2009 into 2010, what was going on then? Recession of your, you know, and it was, it took its toll. And so I worked for a home improvement retailer and that was one industry that really took a hit. Right. And so through all of the, uh, all of the economic struggles that uh, the economy was going through, my position was eliminated. So I find myself without a job and have a family, you know, to take care of. And uh, so without having anything to do other than apply for jobs, I started serving, you know, anywhere that I could, volunteering where I could, serving the community where I could, and never went with, uh, without anything to eat. Bills were paid and, you know, never, never missed a beat. And actually, while we were out serving, uh, I received uh, a call for, um, for a, a job. Uh, they were offering me a job, right? And it was a lot more money than what I had been making before. I wanted to be out of retail. I'd been in retail forever. And if you're in retail, God bless you. Um, I was in retail management for a long, long time, and retail management is not for the faint at heart. Uh, the amount of hours that you put in, I definitely, definitely feel you, and I'm praying for you. So, um, but uh, this was this was out of retail. It was more money. It was five uh, Monday through uh, Friday, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I actually got some holidays off. That was another thing that was like unusual. And just, you know, the Lord, the Lord was faithful in that moment of loss. Right. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Uh, God was faithful. He maintained what was going on uh, in, in our family in that situation and then provided even on the other side of that. And then in 2019, uh, it, it kind of it happened again. So from that job. Uh, I 
that I had. Um, I lost that job, but I was also on staff at a church. And so it was like, okay, that's all right. I lost a job, but, you know, still have some, a little bit of income from the church, working for the church, right? Until God said, okay, it's time to leave. What? So God was now asking me to step away from the little bit of security that I had. So I actually, we prayed about it, my wife and I prayed about it. And I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to step out. And it was like God was, was saying that, you know, when, when you've been put in these circumstances to trust me, like you've been forced to trust me, you've always done that, right? When, um, when a trial has come up, job loss, uh, loss of my, my father, friends, that sort of thing, um, somebody's sick, you know, when the needs come, then the faith gets activated, right? And, it, and it, sometimes it almost seems kind of easy to do that. But what do we do then when God says, okay, are you going to have faith first before you step out, before the loss? Are you going to trust me or are, are you not? And so it's like, okay, let's give this a try, <laughs> right? And so uh, I, I call it having faith on purpose. That was, that was probably the first time that I, in my life, uh, of really having faith on purpose and stepping out and trusting God before the need arose. And so ultimately went about 10 months out of work, which is crazy, right? Especially when you have a, a family at home and you've got bills and uh, we have animals too. And so we have a small farm. And so I have a lot of mouths to feed. A lot. I'm trying to do the math in my head. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's five horses. Um, well, it used to be eight chickens. Now we're at 12, 12 chickens, uh, 10 goats. Um, how many dogs? Six dogs, seven dogs, six dogs, seven dogs, two cats, uh, and a donkey. Can't forget Jerome. He's cool. Anyway, he kind of hee-haws backwards. But anyway, so, you know, and then there's four of us, right? So, like I said, there's a lot of mouths to feed. And so, am I going to trust God or am I not? And he was so faithful. We never went without anything. He was so faithful through it all. And then receive a call from our pastor friend who is the COO of the, of the Bridge Ministry and have been there ever since. And just God has continued to be faithful. In 2022, we won't talk about 2020, right? We all made it through it. We're here today. God was faithful through that. 2022, I think, was, I'm going to say, worser. Yep. I'm going to say worser. 2022 was, was, uh, was a rough year. It started off rough, and it ended rough. And, you know, a loss of a, of a dear friend at the beginning of the year and loss of, a, of another dear friend at the end of the year. And, man, it just it was taking its toll on me mentally, spiritually. It's like, God, where, where are you? And I can remember talking to a, a buddy of mine at the office, and I have a Bible sitting on my desk, and I looked at him, and it was almost like a self-talk, right? Trying to pump myself up, 
a little bit, and his name's Donnie, one of my best friends. And I, I, look, at, I look at him, and I look at the Bible, and I'm pointing. I'm like, I'm either going to believe what this says or I'm not. God is either who he says he is or he's not. And I pause and it's like, I choose to believe that he's real, that this is real. And God has just continued, continued to be faithful. And then my wife and I have been, have been talking and, you know, it's like, I realize that is my testimony, right? All of these things. And that's not, that's just some of the things that stick out in my mind. There's so much more. Oh, I won a TV one time. That was kind of cool. You know, there's so many different things like that where God has just shown his faithfulness. He's always been there. I'm 45 years old and he's always been there. We were having prayer with a friend last night going through a hard time and, you know, she was like, it's like I'm praying, but I don't, I don't hear him, see him, or feel him. I'm like, but he's there. I know he is. Even when it feels like your prayers are hitting the brass ceiling, that it feels like they're just bouncing back, he's there. He is faithful. And I realize that's my testimony. And that's, that's pretty significant to know that God has been with me for 45 years of my life, that he's never left me. He's always been there. Through the good times, through the bad times, all I've ever had was Jesus. That's all I've ever had. And sometimes in spite of how I've felt or how I've believed, through some of those times, God has always been faithful. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that he is faithful. That is my testimony, that he is faithful. Through my, my whole life, he has been faithful faithful. He is faithful. He will continue to be faithful. Amen. Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 5, says, let your conduct be without covetousness. This is the new King James version. Can you tell? <laughs> um, so don't, don't lust after other things. Don't want after other things is what it's saying. And um, be content with such things that you have. For he himself said, who is he? Jesus. Jesus himself said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. It's a weird word, forsake, right? And what exactly does that mean? It means that, that he will never quit and never leave you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to desert you. He's never going to abandon you or depart from you. And if we add that in there, man, does it make it powerful. That Jesus himself said that he will never leave us. He will never quit on us. He'll never desert us. He won't abandon us and he'll never depart from us. Hebrews 13 goes on to say that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in a lifetime of faithfulness, he was the same yesterday as he is today. I've seen him. I'm here to tell you my story, my testimony. He's been here the whole time. Even when I may have turned slightly away from him, he's always right there when I come back. 
So I don't have this whole like big uh, story of like transformation or redemption that I've seen and heard so many times in people's lives that, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, clearly that was God. But I've seen God throughout my whole life be faithful. Amen. So I charge you today to tell your story. If, uh, if there was a, a situation, I, I almost did this. Uh, I was going to subpoena all of you all to share your testimony. You know, I was, I was even like filling one out and I was going to hand them out to everybody, you know, because now you have to, right? But we've all been charged to share our story and share our testimony. And there's such power. We, we, we now understand that we're not just overcoming life situations, but we overcome the one who is, who is constantly coming against us, the devil, by telling and sharing of our testimony by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for always being in my life. I thank you for allowing me to share these moments and these, these stories of your faithfulness throughout my entire life. God, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you will always be there. You will never leave me. You'll never desert me. You'll never abandon me. And God, I thank you for that. Father, I pray for every person that is here and watching online and that will that will watch it uh, in the days and weeks to come, Lord, that, Father, I pray that you give them boldness to share their story. Father, just like Pastor Adonis shared a few weeks ago, how the testimony of one lady changed an entire town. And God, that everybody here has a story. Everybody here has something to say about your goodness and your faithfulness. And give us the boldness to be able to share that, Father, everywhere we go to declare who you are. Lord, we give you all glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my story. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To find out more about us and who we are, check out our website at bridgesnashville.com or find us on social media at Bridges Nashville.